For more resources, visit rymonline.org. The Local Youth Worker is a daily podcast that's centered on five questions each week. Ranging from the practical to the professional, we're looking for answers to the questions you're asking. Whether you're in full-time, part-time, or even volunteer youth ministry, this podcast is for you. Hello, everyone, and welcome to The Local Youth Worker, a daily podcast brought to you by Reformed Youth Ministries. I'm your host, John Pirrett. Um, all this week, uh, we'll be taking a break from our normal five questions that we have with youth workers um, and talking about the movie and book, uh, Love, Simon. Um, Molly Dawkins-Barnes is here with me today. Hey, Molly. Hey, John. Uh, thanks for uh, coming on this podcast. Um, Molly and I have both said how we're a little intimidated uh, by this topic and a little nervous to discuss this. Um, we know, as, as some of you who are listening to this and don't even know what Love, Simon is, uh, deals with the topic of homosexuality and um, we know that's a very controversial uh, topic. Um, so all that to say, we're a little intimidated, right, Molly? Oh, for sure. <laughs> <laughs> Being on this podcast does not make me an expert on the subject. <laughs> yes. And so, I mean, that, that's what we just want to say at the beginning is um, we know sometimes people can react too harshly uh, to the topic of homosexuality. Uh, sometimes people can be too passive um, and too you know, tolerant, uh, and we don't think we're going to hit the right balance or the perfect balance, but we just want to continue this conversation um, because we do think it's it's important. Uh, so um, just giving you a little bit of background, last week, did we go see the movie? Yes. Okay. That was last week, um, and then we were joined by Wilson Van Hooser and then two staff members from First Pres, Jackson, uh, Augusta Williams Fair, and Rose Turner. Um, so we went and saw this movie, and uh, then we went and discussed it a little bit uh, afterwards. Um, so now that we've been able to think about it a little bit more, we figured we'd have more of a pointed conversation. And so today, as we said, some of you may not even know what Love, Simon is. So we thought that'd be a good place to start, is just answering the question, what is Love, Simon? Uh, so Molly, do you want to read the IMDb synopsis for us? Yeah, this is just a very brief couple sentences. Um, Simon keeps a huge secret from his friends, family, and all of his classmates. He's gay. When the secret is threatened, Simon must face everyone and come to terms with his identity. Yeah, and that's something, too, just thinking about that as you, as you read it. Um, I was thinking back to the initial trailer of the movie, and uh, just, uh, yeah, you can tell a lot from the trailer, and we'll get into some of this, but how, how normal, um, how normal it is, and how, uh, you know, it's not that big of a deal. Uh, I think it says that phrase. Yeah, he says that in the beginning, um, the voiceover. He's like, hey, I'm just like you. I have a pretty normal family. My friends love to drink, what is it, iced coffee. Um, and so just kind of repeating over and over, I'm just like you, except for I have a big secret. Yeah. And so just, again, that, that word normal being repeated. Um, and and Love, Simon comes from, uh, it was a book. Uh, prior to this, and the the book title is Simon versus the Homo Sapien, a Homo Sapiens Agenda, and I and I think that the book is you know now just in stores as Love Simon, but that was the original title. It's by Becky Albertalli, um, I think is how you say her last name, 
Uh, but a little bit about uh, Becky. She is a clinical psychologist who had the privilege, and this is on the back of the book, it says, who had the privilege of conducting therapy with dozens of smart, weird, interesting teenagers. Uh, she also served for seven years as co-leader of a support group for gender non-conforming children in Washington, D.C. She now lives with her family in Atlanta. Uh, Simon versus the Homo Sapiens Agenda is her first novel. Um, and, and the book has, you know, as you open up the front cover, it has 16 awards and honors. Uh, one of those is the, the William C. Morris Award. It was Oprah Editor's Pick. Uh, the New York Public Library Best Book for Teens, as well as the Chicago and Los Angeles Public Library Best Book for Teens, and then Amazon Best Young Adult Book of the Year. Um, so it seems like it's a fairly successful book, and um, you know while it's not a box office smash, it's definitely doing uh, well, critically speaking, um, at the box office. Molly, you want to give us some of those numbers? The box office? Okay, let's see. It has made $25 million in the box office so far. Um, I also have the Rotten Tomatoes score. It got a 91% on Rotten Tomatoes, which is really high. I don't know of any movie that's gotten that high. I mean, there probably are. Yeah. (laughs) I know some. (laughs) It just seems very generous. Yeah. I mean, just some, yeah. Side note, Pixar movies off the top of my head um, have some perfect scores. but, But that is... An extremely high score, 91%, um, for sure. And the audience score was also um, 92%, 1% higher. Um, and there's a little critic consensus that says, Love, Simon hits its coming-of-age beats more deftly than many entries in this well-traveled genre and represents an overdue, if not entirely successful, milestone of inclusion. Um, so, yeah, I guess that's just good to see because there's so many coming of age stories uh, for teens and this one did really well because it is a little bit different in approaching the homosexual um, version of a rom-com. Yeah and even kind of labeling it as a coming of age story uh, just again kind of normalizes this and, and saying it's just kind of a natural part of, of growing up and um, and as you said you know it's grossed 25 million um, it only cost 11 million to make so i guess you would say it's already a uh, monetary success um <clears throat> and so that's just a little bit of the kind of the, the facts about love simon as we answer that question what is love simon but we also thought it'd be interesting to answer the question <clears throat> from maybe someone outside of the church or someone who is not a christian you know if we were just to walk up to somebody off the streets and say what is love simon um, you know, they would explain it much differently than those inside the church and those who profess to be uh, Christians. And, and of course, Molly and I, we both profess uh, Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior. We're both uh, in churches and Molly's on staff at a church. I'm on staff with a ministry, Reform Youth Ministries. Um, so how can we even answer that question? Um, well, that's one helpful thing about the Internet is looking at some of the articles uh, that have been released. There was one article that caught my attention um, and the, the title of the article, and this was an article on TV Overmind. Um, I think it might be tvovermind.com. But uh, the, the title of the article is this, Kristen Bell and Neil Patrick Harris buy out screenings to love Simon. Um, and so here, here's an excerpt from the article. It says, There are times when celebrities truly seem to care about the people and make such grand gestures as buying out screenings to movies so others can experience what they believe is something uniquely groundbreaking. Kristen Bell and Neil Patrick Harris have done just that by buying out two local theaters for screenings to the movie Love, Simon. 
The story about a young teenager struggling to come out that he's gay was something that inspired both actors in such a way that they couldn't help but express their love for the film by buying out theaters in their hometowns so that others could experience the same story. The story is an important one in an era when being who you are is becoming more and more important as the years continue to roll by. Learning to live with who you are rather than who others want you to be is a part of life that is essential to happiness and to fulfillment on a level that makes many people seek but never fully reach. The sad part is that a lot of people tend to come close to that goal and then either stop or are somehow stymied by events in life that are difficult, if not impossible, to move past. That such a story would inspire two actors to be this generous means that it must be something special. People don't just up and spend the kind of money it would take to buy out screenings like this unless they believe in the film so much that they feel it's necessary for others to share the experience. So I know there was a long excerpt, but that does kind of give us um, just yeah, yeah, a picture of our culture uh, that uh, these two actors are saying this is a this is an important message. You know, so much so that they're many they're willing to spend a decent amount of money uh, so people can go um, and see this this movie. Um, and so that yeah, that that does just kind of give us somewhat of an idea. And you even think about you know Kristen Bell and you know her being. This, some of you know, she plays Anna on Frozen. And so, um, you know, she already has some influence into the younger generations and, um, you know, them seeing their, their hero from Frozen, uh, you know, buyout screenings to movies. Uh, a movie that has this agenda um, is obviously going to be influential. Um, so any, any thoughts on that, Molly? Yeah, um, I even noticed that somebody, I don't remember who it was, somebody bought out a theater in Jackson, the Jackson area this past weekend um so it's just it's interesting just to see how um hollywood uses their influence Mm -hmm. you know the book's called simon versus the homo sapiens agenda and now it's kind of like christians versus the hollywood Mm -hmm. agenda Mm -hmm. um and they do have the money and the resources to do those kind of things i i think it's a really good idea if like that was something that i supported (laughs) um that would be a good way to get people to go and see the movie and Obviously, it's working, but yeah, and and I can't. I mean, somebody might could rattle this off quickly, but I can't remember the last time I've heard of celebrities buying out movie theaters for people mm-hmm. to go see a certain film. Can you, off the top of your head? Uh, yeah, I can't think of any. Okay, um, so obviously, if we were to ask, "What is Love Simon?" to someone outside of the church, someone who might not even profess to be a believer, and honestly, I don't know if Kristen Bell or if Neil Patrick Harris profess to be believers. Um, but we would say, they would say, this is a very important message. This is something teenagers need to hear, teenagers need to go to. Um, again, buying out a theater, you're, you're making this opportunity available to anyone um, to go and see this message. So that's just kind of a brief glimpse into the, the culture and what they would say. Yeah, I kind of wonder, like, what the audience is that goes and sees it for free? Like, is it people that were afraid to go and buy a movie ticket or be seen there? And, or like, who's going yeah. to the free screenings? Yeah. Yeah. That, that, that would be interesting to find out. And I didn't even do some follow up to see, even though they bought out the whole theater, did 30 people show up or did hundreds and they, you know, filled it up to capacity. I, I don't know. Um, that's a good question. Um, and so again, answering that question, what is love, Simon? We also thought, you know, explaining um, <clears throat> or answering that question from a Christian perspective or someone who's inside the church, 
Um, and really, that's that's what we're going to do all this week is just uh, talk about that a little bit more. We know that there are those who profess to be Christians and fully embrace a homosexual lifestyle. Um, some of those have been kind of labeled revisionist scholars who are kind of going back through Scripture and reinterpreting um, some passages that deal with homosexuality. Um, there are some who, who aren't even to that extreme but are still inside the church and uh, want to you know, embrace uh, this a little bit more. And then there are those on the other end of the spectrum who are just very harsh and unloving. And um, so again, Molly and I do not uh, pretend to be experts. We're not saying we're experts, uh, but we just want to we want to have this conversation because Molly is you know serving at Pear Orchard Prez and uh, she's uh, around teenagers that are um, thinking about these things, having these discussions, struggling with things. Um, I've definitely seen that in my time in youth ministry and talked to other pastors that know this is an issue. Um, so that's why we're doing this this week. Is there anything else you want to add to that, Molly, as we close out? Yeah, I mean, I guess just another reason why we're doing this, and we'll talk about it more as the week goes on, of just how confusing it is for teenagers to be living in a world where sexuality is fluid or people are questioning, and there's so many different letters, LGBTQ, and always adding new ones. And um, so it is just a very important topic for us to think about and talk about. Yeah, well, thanks for that, Molly. And as we close out, just to give you um, an idea of where we're going tomorrow is we're going to be looking at the question, why did we go see Love, Simon? Um, So thanks for tuning in today, and we'll see you tomorrow.